thank you for joining us on episode 26 of Loons Out of Water, a Minnesota United Football Club fan podcast. I am your host, Dylan, and on today's show, we have our regular flyers, Jake. Good good evening, Dylan. (laughs) And Sydney. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I wish I could as convincingly stutter as Jake did. (laughs) And PK, PK, anything you'd like to say to get us going today? Too uncomfortable about his stutter. Yeah, some serious stuttering going on. Um, All right, well, today we're going to talk about Minnesota United's victory over FC Edmonton, talk a little bit about the upcoming game against the Carolina Railhawks, take a Twitter question from our long-absent friend, Stripes on Stripes. He's back? He's back. Yes! So we'll start this show off with Minnesota United 3, FC Edmonton 1. The lone goal for the Eddies was from Albert Watson, unassisted. And goals for the Loons were by Christian Ramirez from J.C. Banks and Ramirez again, uh, this time from Ibsen. And the third and final goal coming from Stefano Pino off of a Ben Spees assist. So... After this brace, uh, Ramirez is currently leading the league in scoring with 18 goals. Jake, do you feel like the Golden Boot is Ramirez's award to lose this year? I got some serious, like, uh, Canadian stereotype vibes from you right there. Mm. I don't know if there was some special twist that you put on the boot, but... Uh, oh, maybe that's it what it was. Yeah. There. You're welcome. I like it. Uh, sure. Uh, he's up four right now and, uh, you know, kind of running out of games. You know, he has very, very much earned uh, where he's at right now in the standings in that regard. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to take it home this year. Well, uh, if you had actually physically been in body at the last game, you would know that our uh, Scottish neighbor, deeply disagrees with you because he very loudly yelled that Ramirez was a fucking pussy. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was pretty out of nowhere. He like kind of got, you know, he's like, playing, yeah, he was like playing physical and got kind of hit in the face or something and went down and like stayed down for a while because he probably was, you know, hurting a little bit. And the Scottish guy that sits by us, like just went, just lost his mind for like uh but yeah i was not happy so yeah well I, I, if i know the game or the the play or the moment that you guys are referring to he basically got like raked on both sides of his head by the defender um it it certainly i don't you know wasn't rough it wasn't like uh you know, an elbow to the skull or anything like that. But if, an, a by the way, that would be a great band name. Elbow to the skull. An elbow to the skull. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. The openers for raked on the face. Trying to think like what subgenre this would be. Like <laughs> we called if it was like rape disembodiment raked in the face. It could, could be a good grindcore band. I think. Ooh. Just like made it as disgusting as possible. I what instrument does Ramirez play? Is the question. <laughs> Piccolo. 
Uh, I imagine more of like an alt rock group that just wears goth costumes. That's an elbow to the skull. Like they're like kind of they're going for it, but they're not really doing anything about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, I absolutely see that. Yeah. Uh, they get all their clothing that they wear on stage at Hot Topic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I see where we're headed with that. Along with Sydney, she's right there with. Them. Because I'm in the band, or sure. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I get all my clothes at Hot Topic. Oh, Dylan, sick burn, killing it. <laughs> Uh, no, I imagine more of like Elbow to a Skull is more like a, a church group who are like kind of dabbling in some like hardcore <laughs> Jesus music. Like it's intense. All right. A lot of khakis and polo shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're trying Wait to reach the youth, Dylan. Apparently. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with uh, your assessment, Jake. I think uh, with four four goals ahead of the next person, uh, with two games to go, um, I'd be pretty surprised if any of those people behind him can kind of catch him, at least for the leading goal scorer. And I think in general, he's put in a really good year. So um, I would say it's his to lose. Sid, any thoughts on that? I'm just thinking that it's pretty obvious now, elbow to the head or skull, has to do the soundtrack for our sexy thriller movie. <laughs> okay. With Both Christian Ramirez uh, <laughs> on Piccolo. On Piccolo. Yeah. All right. I feel like this That's my contribution. taking a, a, <laughs> a bad turn. Um, all right. Well, Sid, what do you think of uh, the subs that Coach Craig had in this game? So they, he subbed Giuliano uh, Vicencini for Ibsen in the 76th minute, Pino for Danny Cruz in the 80th minute, and Chris Cludy for J.C. Banks in the 92nd minute. Do you feel like those all made sense to you while we were watching the game? Yeah, I think the only one that paid off was obviously Pino because that led to a goal. But I was surprised that Vincent Cheney got field time. I think it was simply because Ibsen seemed to be escalating in a bad direction, just getting a little too aggressive and definitely putting himself in the position to get carded. Uh, but I don't think Vincent Cheney's really been performing that well the last couple games, so I thought it was kind of a... I guess a we're up several goals. We can afford to put old man Vincentini in midfield. Yeah, I mean we were up a goal, and it yeah it seemed like a common sub between the two of them. Yeah, one comes in for the other when we need a slightly more defensive player in that role, and one subs you know the opposite direction if we need a goal, um, and it almost never pays off. Like, <laughs> yeah, whichever direction it goes. Um, but yeah, what about you, Jake? Any thoughts on the subs that Craig made this week? Yeah, actually, you know, at least in in retrospect, I can at least I would easily support two of them, and I can see where he was going with the third. Uh, bringing in is it pronounced Clute or, or Cludie? I've only heard Cludie, but okay, uh, yeah. Good. So I've been doing that wrong, I guess. Yeah. Uh, clearly, you know, in the 92nd minute, you're just wasting time. Uh, mission accomplished. Awesome. Uh, Pino for Cruz, I think, makes a heck of a lot of sense. Um, even before Pino ends up scoring, 
you know, the uh, the icing on the cake goal at the end. Uh, Ibsen had been one of our best players up to that point. Uh, easily, you know, he and Ramirez were just leading the charge. Uh, but I think Sydney kind of hit it on the head here. Uh, we had had 75 minutes of good Ibsen. Good Ibsen is the freaking best. No one on this team has a motor like him. Uh, he is jumpy. He has precision with his movements in, in a way that's incredibly quick. I don't know if we have anybody who's just better on the ball moving around and making people miss. Uh, no one drives our offense forward. So much of our team just kind of goes with the flow in terms of what our pace and tempo is. He's always looking to pick that up. And so we had at least 70 minutes of that. And then he got a couple of you know non-calls in his direction. We saw Bad Ibsen pop out with, you know, he had a step in the box on a defender and then, uh, you know, contact is made and he goes down instead of fighting for the ball, which he had the inside track on winning. Um, and, you know, so with, with Bad Ibsen popping back in, you, you can at the very least understand where he was coming from. I would agree with most of that. Um, as far as the Chris Cludie sub, um, I think beyond wasting time, we've not seen him play any f- like forward positions when he has come in. Um, so it kind of seemed like a bit of a, an experiment as well to see if he can play more of a wing role instead of a, a back, fullback role, which is what he's normally come in, people he's normally come in for. Um, so that's sort of an interesting sub there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think putting him him in feels like they want him to kind of like dip his toes in, but it's always at such weird times that it just kind yeah. of feels like a joke. Yeah, like, 100%. I mean, they're not giving him an actual shot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jake, we were sort of talking about the continued uh, sort of absence of Lance Lang after a month of being one of our best players. Uh, and here, you know, here we are putting in this other guy at the 92nd minute, you know, over him. And yeah, it just seems like he must be, I think your exact words were in the doghouse. It's so much so that he's not even being considered as like a time wasting, <laughs> time waster. <laughs> I wish I, I wish we knew what was going on with that really. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Someone does not us. Yeah, I think. we really we're we're letting down our our uh, our journalism's really slacking. I feel like on this specific piece of information. Mm-hmm. So what I know we'll from movies is that we now either bribe someone or we stake out his house. Yeah, Both. or we ask Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. Yeah, different movie from Legends of the Fall, right? Yeah, that character. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. Okay. I'm probably going. I want to go in more of a like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal direction. Oh no! Oh, get his which Jake Gyllenhaal though? Doe eyes out of here. Oh, say sunken doe eyes again. (laughs) Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, those at Nightcrawlers. Nightcrawler. Oh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Like intense. Yeah. Maybe we are serial killer kind of thing. Okay. All right. Um, eating night crawlers. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I abdicate my role on this podcast if this is where it's going. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Uh, long story short. What? Can I interrupt? Because I have yeah. one addition. Sure. Uh, I think. I don't know if you either of you guys looked it up if Watson has an injury, but I felt like he should have been the natural substitution for Ibsen. He wasn't suited, so he was on the sideline without uh, any gear on. So he must, I would assume, be hurt uh, or at least get giving, being given some rest. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that officially. Jake? Last you, time you staked out Jamie Watson's house. Yeah. Is he looking good? Uh, blinds are drawn. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Um, all right. Well, uh, long story short, broke our winless streak of six games, uh, and we're super excited. Nobody predicted that on this yeah. podcast, at least. Well, I'm just glad that my, you know, hot take got broken immediately. So um, hopefully this gets them on a bit of a run and they can secure that fourth spot and maybe make a push for the soccer bowl. Good. Um, and so moving on, next up, Minnesota is away uh, to the Carolina Railhawks at Wake Med Soccer Park on Saturday, October 22nd, starting at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Carolina's two points behind us in the fall standings with 23 and four four points behind us uh, in the combined table with 37 total points. So Sid, back in July, we way way back in July, we beat uh, the Railhawks 5-1 at home. Uh, do you expect a similar result to that or a very different game this time around? Oh man, way back in July when I was just just a young just man. a tadpole. Just a sapling. Uh, twinkle. Uh, just a tickle. Finish it just, off. Just a tickle. <laughs> nice. Uh, yep. No, we're going to get our asses handed to us is my hot take. Why? Because they've been a notoriously difficult team, and they're more aggressive than we are, and it's away, which is our Achilles heel every single time. Yeah. We're not going to win. I think that's my prediction. You might draw it, but that would be... That's what your gut's telling you? The best outcome is we don't get slaughtered. <laughs> so we can... The less best <laughs> I mean, outcome literally is... slaughtered. Oh, like, okay. best outcome, none of us die. All right. Uh, all right, what about you, Jake? Do you think uh, Minnesota can afford to do anything but win uh, in this game and and potentially this and our final game against the Cosmos at this point. Oh, we still have the Cosmos yet? Yeah, that's our final game of the year. Set at home. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's going to be. Yeah, but also, uh, you know, Cosmos who have nothing to play for uh, is a good Cosmos team to be. That's true. Facing. To be fair, season. like the same three ladies were the only Cosmos fans in the entire state always show up. So hopefully for them, they perform. <laughs> I just want the Puerto Rican fans to come back. Yeah. 
beautiful musical stylings of the Puerto Rican fans. Anyways, Jake, thoughts? Um, I mean, the the best answer to this is no. Um, but honestly, like, maybe? Uh, we shouldn't be in this spot anymore. After a string of six games without a win, but we shouldn't still be in fourth place. But no one has risen to the challenge and taken it from us, you know? So there's not really any indication that that, uh, you know, there's no guarantee that somebody is going to do the same thing. We had better. We should be playing for the win for our, with our last two games for sure. Uh, but as you know, we are in the driver's seat right now. So hopefully we can hold on to it. Unfortunately, it's uh, the, a British car. So we're not actually in the driver's seat. And we're actually just dead because nobody's driving. <laughs> is that... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? all my analogies went not. really dark tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what you just said. I'll just go sit alone in a bedroom. Just <laughs> some quiet time. If nothing else, though, you know, Rayo is the team that's tied with us on points. We've got a good goal differential. Uh, we've got three goals on them. But as good as as they've... Uh, as bad as we've been, they've been that good. They've won three straight games. They at least drew the two before it. I can't tell you about the games before that. This is a team playing really, really well right now. Um, so, again, them playing well doesn't mean that they're not going to lose the next game and, you know, we stay even with them or whatever, but we should go for the win. Yeah, I mean, I think that I hope that the the team in general is playing to win it all at this point. Like knowing that they are in, you know, two games left in the regular season in the in control uh, of to the best of their ability uh, at this point of their own I hate say is saying destiny, but like it, of their own outcome uh, as to whether or not they get into the playoffs and then, you know, from there hopefully with some form of momentum or at least confidence uh can make a run but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a i honestly think that this ray hawks game is gonna be a tougher victory than the cosmos game will be because i feel like this game means more now than the cosmos games will mean in two weeks if that makes sense so yeah I have a I have a feeling this is going to be a really tough game. Hopefully, just, I was going to say hopefully not uh, tough like the Liverpool Manchester United game today, which was boring. Tough for you, buddy. <laughs> Better than I expected. That's fine. Still in fourth place. Uh, anyway. Uh, wow. What? Oh, that's cool. <sighs> Any other thoughts on this, guys, before we move on? Uh, I would just like to reiterate Sydney's point that uh, we've only won one game away so far this year. Yep. So, you know, historical precedent this season is not on our side in this regard. But we got one, so we can get two, right? <laughs> so Hi you're guys, saying so. there's a chance. <laughs> Your optimism is so beautiful, Jake. Isn't it like a, just a small child? 
constantly in wonder of the world despite being like hit in the face just constantly by rakes, the world. Rakes over the face. Raked over the face. <laughs> Elbowed in the skull. Um, all right. So we'll close out tonight's podcast with a Twitter question from our friend Stripes on Stripes at Stripes on stripes who asked railhawks are in north carolina so is their field gonna be like a shithole uh i don't know i would assume not at this point okay i don't know where it is in relation to like where your sister it's probably turf anyway because everyone else seems to play on turf but so it's a kiddie pool but we're still gonna play anyways yeah okay yeah my i i don't know i haven't heard anything like any consideration of it being moved or canceled or oh my god could you imagine if they make it a home game for us? Yeah. They're no, just like, Carolina oh, we can't play here. <laughs> no. All right. So we're going to close out tonight's podcast with a Twitter question from our friend at Stripes on Stripes at Stripes on Stripes, who asked... On Stripes on Stripes. At Loons Out of Water, so how bad are we going to do in MLS our first season? So we sort of discussed this, I feel like, a lot more at the beginning of the season and kind of have touched on it uh, throughout the year, but... Jake, you want to take a first stab at this? Sure. Uh, this is both like it's simultaneously an amazing question and an infuriating one because it's really interesting to look at and think about. Uh, but it's also really tough to answer. Like we don't have our team yet. Yeah. Uh, we don't have our coach, you know, like set yet uh, for any of these things for next year. So. Uh, it's it's a tough question to answer without actually knowing the team that we're bringing there. Uh, the good news for us is that there seems to be a lot more precedent uh, historically for expansion teams doing well in MLS than, say, in baseball or football or other sports uh, in America where, uh, you know, expansion drafts and whatever else has been probably just a result of, you know, the player signing process being so different. Um so I don't know. I can answer that better when uh, we actually have a team to compare with, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Sid, thoughts? Uh, I first want to say thank you, Pete, for taking the public shaming I gave you about not listening to our podcast and turning it around and showing back up this week uh, with a good question. So the answer to that question is I don't know because I think at best we'll probably keep – I would say max we keep four players we currently have, but it's probably around somewhere like two that we actually keep people we currently have signed. So I doubt it's really hard to extrapolate what it's going to look like. But if this current team is any indication, I think we don't do well our first year. Yeah, I think I would side more on with Sid on this one, I guess. Uh, I have a feeling that we won't do very well. Um, I think that first year, I think we'll do, you know, real mediocre, uh, which luckily in MLS could mean you make the playoffs. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I think that we probably won't make the playoffs our first year. I think by our second year, though, we'll be in a much better position. And, you know, parity is definitely uh, alive and well in MLS. And from year to year, you can have very different results and be in very different positions, which is really nice. Uh, and I think we'll be in a much better, uh, more promising position going into our second year than we will our first. Um, but, yeah, I mean – it's so rare in MLS for a team to be really bad. 
uh, there, you know, there's like one team that's like kind of clearly the worst team that year. Uh, but they're all, all teams are sort of playing on the same playing field. It's just a matter of approach. So, um, you know, depending on what uh, at stripes on stripes exact question is if if by how bad are we going to do does that mean are we going to lose all our games the answer is no does it mean are we going to get stomped most of the time maybe but probably not you know i think we'll be able to be competitive in pretty much every game and the really good teams next year will probably smoke us uh but we might spoil some fun for you know quote unquote better teams throughout the year uh and like i said i think by year two we'll be right in the mix uh which is sort of always to jake's point historically seems to be for sure the case so yeah i think i'm a a little bit worried that the club culture that we're bringing with us to mls because it's going to still be the same owners and I'm assuming some of the same like coaching staff is going to continue to be the culture of, I don't want to say Minnesota nice because that's not the way to put it, but that we can't do something like Chicago fire and just like get rid of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't, season sucks. Yeah. I guess I don't, I don't see that. I yeah. Think. But I think if we don't do well, who's going to make those hard calls? Hopefully, Nick, uh, Nick Rogers. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Rogers. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've got no indication that he's not able to pull that trigger, uh, especially when it is going to be a much bigger financial whatever to not just stick with someone regardless of, you know, whatever. And if they don't go with uh, Carl Craig next year, which you know the sort of rumblings are that they won't um i don't think anyone on this staff right now will be there i think the whole everything will be cleaned out and whoever whichever head coach will bring in all of their own people so um yeah it'll be interesting it's gonna be a fun off season just to see i mean for us not for the guys losing their jobs but right well thankfully we're just fans so we have to take it at what it is for us so any other thoughts on this uh once all of you guys are out of a soccer career uh we have a film going and yeah. there's plenty of acting spots we've and yet to fill yeah we need a pk um well uh thank you to uh at stripes on stripes for the question we appreciate you being back on board and shooting us a uh, something that we could uh, talk about for you. A couple other uh, big announcements that uh, came out of Minnesota United over the last week. Um, If you didn't hear, uh, the expansion priority uh, draft uh, was uh, yesterday or two days ago, uh, and we quote unquote won. So we will have the first pick in the super draft uh, in the coming off season which is pretty exciting Mm, yep exactly (laughs) you can refuse to not play yeah exactly um and then the other big news if you didn't hear uh the october 29th home match the final home game at uh the national sports center in blaine is another zuba's night what yeah so you can get your zubas get your uh, new pair of zubas with a ticket 
uh, for just an additional some dollar fee, depending on if you already have tickets or not, uh, or season <laughs> tickets, I mean. Um, so they're selling Zubas there then? Yeah, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But they have the Minnesota United crest on it, so it's totally worth it. So then it. you're like, oh, yeah, this is the only time I'd buy Zubas. I Dude. totally want to throw $30 at this pair of pants I cannot wear in public. It looks like this year's uh, Zubas are dark gray on light gray. So I take uh, it back. You could wear those anywhere. You really could. I mean, they pretty much match everything. That's an outfit staple. Yeah. Hey, all I'm saying is that I wore my uh, United Zubas to the gas station once, and there's a dude that was like, nice Zubas. Oh. And I'm like... 65% certain that it was sincere. So, uh. That dude's also the troll that lives in the gas station parking lot. Yeah. Uh. Is that what that hut there is for? Yeah, that's. Is, that. is he a troll or is he like the, the neighborhood troll who like trolls people when they come to the gas station? Oh, that's both of those things. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Get the irony to, there. Hey, the troll toll. Then you exactly. had to give him the Zubas he just made fun of you for <laughs> <Yeah>. wearing. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, that will do it for episode 26 of Loons Out of Water. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. You can find our podcasts on our website, loonsoutofwater.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a rating no matter what you think, and thank you to everyone that's already rated or written a review. We appreciate it. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Loons Out of Water. You can let us know your thoughts on Loons Out of Water at gmail.com on behalf of this raft of loons thank you for listening and we'll see you next week literally